0: Hallelujah, God. Oh, God, you are so good. Oh, I feel you like never before up in this place. Holy Spirit, you are so necessary up in this place. Oh, eyes to see is so good, ears to hear so good, a heart to perceive from the correct place is so good. To have two realities set right before me, right before you. We have an earthly way, and the thing is, the earthly way is a fact because we really see, hear, talk, engage in earthly society as a three-part being. And also, there is a world that we can only respond to spiritually. See, it's going to take you and I to only believe, and that's all we need to do is believe. Because what's happening right now is there's two pictures before you and I. Two words before you and I, two visions before you and I, two dreams before you and I, two realities before you and I, two fathers before you and I, two ways to live before you and I, two ways to receive from you and I for you and I, two ways to perceive for you and I regarding you and I, two ways to feel fruit, two ways to bear fruit, two ways to release fruit amongst you and I. We have good and evil in front of us, and evil don't look evil. Evil don't sound evil all the time. Sometimes evil sound good. sometimes evil sound great. sometimes evil look good. sometimes evil sound and look better than what it appears to be true. That's why it's called appealing to the natural eye, appealing to the flesh. If God say it's orange, you have to know it's orange. He didn't say green, and didn't come orange. He didn't say green, and the next day it be orange. He said orange, you better stand on orange. If God say it's 10, then you better know it's 10. No, not 5 plus 3 or 5 plus 9 or 5 plus 8. No, he gonna say 10. He said 5 plus 5, 8 plus 2, 9 plus 1, 1 plus 9. He mean 10. It don't matter how 10 show up, he said 10. It doesn't matter how the dreams show up, he's giving you the dream. It doesn't matter what the vision look like, he giving you the vision. It doesn't matter what the devil trying to throw, you're gonna believe God. If God said milk, you better believe milk. You better not take that juice, you better not drink that water. You better look at the milk because he said milk. If God said that's the job, if he said Arby's, if he said Walmart, if he said Kmart, you better believe him. Come on, somebody. God can show up any way that he wants to. He can show up in a dream to give you a word how he wants to. You got to know that this me. I know God's voice because god been speaking to me. He's been confirming to me. See, the difference between God and Satan is that God is. You got to know that. He's no liar. He's not a man that he should lie. That means that Satan is a demon that he is lying. So I don't care what the lies look like. I'm gonna believe God. See, Satan can't never come to you before God already came. Ooh, you better hear that! Oh, about to run up in this place. I'm already run up in this place. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you straight out of the bed. They talk about straight out of Compton, straight out of a prophecy, straight out of a vision, straight out of a dream, straight out of the kingdom, straight out of a realm to release unto you, straight out of the heart of God, straight out of the dwelling place with God to come and tell you what's going on in that dwelling place. Come on, someone. The most boldest. The most daring denying profit, I read about was Jonah. God Nineveh. I'm not doing that. He wasn't saying he wasn't doing it cause he was scared. He wasn't saying he wasn't doing it because he was battling, you know, rejection from the people. He wasn't saying, I'm not going because they may reject me. They may lie to me. They may deny you, Father, through me. They may laugh at me. They may lock me up. They may take my head off. They may persecute me. They may do things unto me for your name's sake. they going to persecute me in every form and way, shape. No. He said, I'm leaving this place because I don't want to do it. I'm not going. I'm out of fact, I'm about to get, get out of here. I'm about to catch this trip and get on this ship, this boat, and get up out of here. I'm not playing around with this. I'm getting up out of here I'm not standing around for this I'm getting up out of here I am not staying around for this i am getting up out of here i do not want God to use me to do nothing like this I'm getting up out of here I don't care what God say I'm going to take the next flight and I'm getting the heck up out of here the heck up out of here and that's what he did Instead of going to Nineveh, I'm going to Tashish. I'm going there. And I'm going to catch that boat, that boat on this way to Joba. I'm going right there instead of what God said to me. I'm getting right on that boat. And as I get on that boat, I'm going the opposite way because God's not going to come with me. I'm going to run away from him. I'm going to run away from his voice. I'm going to run away from his presence. I'm going to run away from his prophecy. I'm going to run away from his purpose to regard me. I'm going to run away from his plan that he put in me. I'm going this way because I don't agree. I'm going over over here, come on, Jopa. Here I come. I'm gonna get on the ship. and all of a sudden, there goes a storm. There goes a storm. Yes, Jonah, you can run, but you can't hide from the purpose. Yeah, you can deny, but you can't hide from the purpose. Yeah, you can be upset, but you can't deny my purpose. Yeah, you can try to go out and do these things that's worldly, but you can't deny my purpose. Yeah, you like worldly addictions, but you can't deny my purpose. Yeah, you don't want to call on my name, want to call on another name, but you can't deny my purpose. You want to uproot yourself out of a house and go to another house? Oh, you can't deny my purpose. You wanna go to the left? I said go to the right. You can't deny my purpose. I said get up. You wanna sleep? You can't deny my purpose. I said fast. You wanna eat? I said you can't deny my purpose. You wanna lie, cheat, steal, holler and shout? You can't deny my purpose. You don't look at me and call on me? You still can't deny my purpose. You don't pray unto me? You can't deny my purpose. You wanna love those who only you see and not those who i placed in front of you every day? You can't deny my purpose. You wanna be a person that's Easy to be a florist and do worldly things, you can't deny my purpose. You say yes to Satan and said no to me, you can't deny my purpose. You acknowledge everybody else and don't acknowledge me, you can't deny my purpose. You want to keep on lying out your mouth and thinking that it's the truth, you can't deny my purpose. You can't deny my will. You can't deny my plan because you can't deny me because I won't deny you. See, it's amazing how God never said he would deny, it was Christ who said that. If you be ashamed of me in front of everybody, I'm going to deny you. I'm going to be ashamed of you. And that's a form of denying you in front of my father. God never said, I'm going to deny you, deny you, and be ashamed of you in front of my son. Hallelujah. And there goes a storm on behalf of Jonah. Sometimes when we run, we risk other people's lives as well. God said, I want you to stop doing worldly things. And we start doing worldly things with other people. We start grabbing up people who used to battle things and they started backsliding because we're trying to dress up what it's okay to do because it's us doing it. We think it's okay to go backwards to doing what we know we shouldn't do. It's okay only on this day I can get away with doing this too. God said you can't hide from my purpose. Every person who has an earthly addiction, I don't care if it's going to the casinos or going to whatever, trying to get a financial breakthrough. You're going to right now begin to experience right now. I'm sending this out right now. Everywhere I need to be sent, you're going to be experiencing right now how much you do not understand what's happening. I'm just not getting the same result as I used to. I'm just not getting the same pleasure in the flesh as I used to. I like sleeping around, but it just doesn't feel pleasing anymore to me. I like dating people, but it just don't feel good to me. I like lying. Sometimes I get my way ahead But it just don't feel good to me I thought I was going to get on that pole But I just don't want to go in that place It just don't feel good to me It just makes me feel nasty inside I thought I was going to get high today But that high didn't do nothing for me It made me feel disgusted more than anything I thought I was going to go and you know, party And shake and shake and shake and shake and shake, and shake and So well, but I don't even want to shake anything Because I feel like I'm about to be shook I can't take what I don't want to do anymore So I'm not going to do it I don't even want to gossip anymore, it don't even feel good to me I don't get the same reaction I used to get like I used to, because now people are going higher, they're not playing around with purpose so it's just me standing here by myself looking like I'm the only one playing around right here in round town, right here and it's going down, not going up for me so I need to stop playing around too you want to start encountering how nasty sin is how disgusting, how much of a liar Satan really is you better hear me Someone sow a seed in my life using the number seven. It could be seven dollars, seven cents, seventy dollars, it could be seven hundred and seventy-seven, it could be seven thousand, it could be seven million, it could be seven point seven million. It doesn't matter. The number seven was sold into me. And God said, Krenisha, I don't want you to touch it. I don't want to, I want to see how long you go with not touching it until I tell you to, because that's how your breakthrough financially is going to come to you, by you not touching until I tell you to touch. And it wasn't like, oh, I can use me a pair of shoes, or oh, I can use, I'm just giving examples, Oh, I can use, you know, going to the mall, or I can use, you know, just going on a vacation or a trip. I can use going doing anything. How about doing something good for somebody else? I can use doing something good for somebody else. And guess what was happening to me yesterday? Went to movies and see Color Purple, going other places. It was always somebody who was short something regarding the number seven. I, I'm just like seven something short. And, and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking quick. Like, oh, okay, I got something. In my, I say, don't you touch that. Keep that stash in your wallet. Keep it up because that's you protecting. That's you investing. What I call you to do. I'm sitting here on my throne looking at you while I'm also in it and through you, walking around you. Please get that. And I want you to know that I am watching what you do, what I said. I said, protect that seed by not even spending it, and that's how you make the investment I'm about to grant onto you. Blessing upon blessing gonna come in any way, shape, or form. Hear me, Quanisha. Don't spend that money that's in your wallet. Keep that stash there. I don't care if you want to lend out 10, lend out 5, lend out 500, lend out 5 million. It doesn't matter. Hold that stash. God has it in the form of a check, in a form of cash, in a form of cards. Don't touch. You can use anything else, your other accounts. You can get something from somewhere else, but you're not going to touch what I have just given you until I tell you to. Now, remind you, someone sold this seed in my life. That means it wasn't there until the person sold it into my life. And I went somewhere, someone was standing outside freezing yesterday, doing a, you know, snowing and flurries a little bit. And I'm leaving the movie theater. I'm like, it's cold. They stood up there. Do you have it? I'm looking around. God said, Cornisha, don't forget, don't touch. And God was just showing me how much I was touching without even asking in the past. See, what happens when we be obedient? See, I've been down that road like my spiritual dad did. When God taught me how to become a cheerful giver, he said, give me all you got. Every time I got paid, give me every check. Whoa. Okay, here. Here. Give me the next check, okay? Go in the house and look for all kinds of change. Look in the purses. Look in your pockets. Look in the couch. Look under the couch. Look for what change don't, you know, normally be that people see. Go ahead and take it out and give it unto me. Give me everything. Put it right in that envelope. Don't put your name on Don't put how much on it. And people kept saying in the announcements, please put your names on the envelopes. They really want to say, we don't know who this is. Keep sewing this and not, you know, putting their names on it. Come on now. It been times I just sold and believed God to put some in it. I'm trying to tell you, Father, put whatever in that envelope. I'm trying to oh, But this time he was teaching me how to be a careful giver at that time. Excuse me, not this time, but at that time. And I was just giving him as he acts. The whole check, the whole check, every check, the whole check. Okay. I'm working to give just like that. Okay. And then all of a sudden one day I said, wow, I just want to give money. out." I just want to get my money away. Why? Okay. Hey, would you like me? I was going to people that was just like, that you could tell they would love to say yes. This man was standing there with a blanket wrapped around him. Hey, would you like some change, some money? It don't matter. You didn't ask me. I'm asking you. Now, imagine somebody telling you that. Yes, I do. Please. (laughs) No, he he was like, no, I don't want any change. I heard all the way across the street where no one normally hears. And the little boy said, Mommy, I want something for the hot dog stand. Oh, not right now. Come on, you go some, get something somewhere else. Oh, excuse me, ma'am. How you doing? I don't want to be rude. I don't mean to pry, but, you know, you want to buy your child something? I, I'll give it to you. It doesn't matter You want how much, you know. She was like, oh, I'm fine. Everybody was saying they were fine. And I was like, God, why nobody want to take my money? I felt some time away. Why you don't want to take my money? Ooh, I just got that. Ooh, I just got that, God. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Mm, 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 mm. He did me like he did Noah, and I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him, God, yeah, he did me like he did Noah, y'all, because when Noah said, I'm not going there, I'm not going there, and then when he was in the belly of the fish, I'm speeding it up for three days and three nights, he began to pray, and he began to pray in the way of singing, you know, I was beginning to fall in the water, and I was going deep and deep, and the seaweed and the algae began to wrap itself around my face, and I couldn't breathe, and I felt like I was in the cave suffocating, but I remember when it used to come through for me, every time I called on you God you came through for me and I thank you for coming through for me this time and I felt myself going deeper and deeper because I was pulling further and further away from what you told me to do but forgive me spare me this time and God had that big fish to vomit him out and the thing is he was in there three days and three nights if he got out there after 12 a.m he would have been there four days and three nights but God said three days and three nights so he was out of there between you understand that day before 12 a.m. So he got out at night. And on his way. He giving him a prophecy. But he wasn't happy about giving a prophecy. He wasn't happy. He was just like you know in 40 days. You know. You guys going to be destroyed. So they began to. Put on special clothes, take off their old clothes. They begin to go for on a fast, no food, no drink. And it wasn't even just them on the fast. They call for those from Assyria. They call the animals to go on a fast. The animals not eating or drinking anything either. Then there goes the king. You understand, King Jeroboam II. second? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going. I'm not doing this either. He took off his garment. He put on a special garment. He sat in some ashes and he fasted too. Then he given a word of good, word of prophecy upon the people in the land into. Do you understand? And Noah, I mean, excuse me, Jonah, began to sit in a place on the east side. And he found a place to sit, you know, in the shade. And he just waited to see what they were going to do. And then he got mad. He really got mad. He was like, this is exactly what I thought. I knew God was going to do this. That's why I ran away on my boat, on this boat to Jophah. That's why I ran away, because God was going to spare them, because God is just so merciful. He's just so kind, and he's going to spare them because he's just so loving. Now, remind you, how bold is that to say, I don't want to go and be helped to spare no people, God. I don't want to be a blessing, even though I know I'm blessed, God. I don't want to give. I just want to receive, God. See, he had no problem receiving the word, but he had a problem giving it. (laughs) So he wanted to be a receiver and not a giver. So he was robbing his own self. So there go him sitting under a tree, sitting under a tree with a long leaf, like a plant covering him from the shade, from the sun. And he felt so good about that tree. He really enjoyed that tree. Then all of a sudden God began to have that worm to come and eat off of it. Eat off of it. Eat off of it. Eat off of it. (laughs) Eat off of it. Again, I say eat off of it. It sound like a poma worm to me. Begin to eat off of it. And then God sent a mighty wind of heat. Sound like one of the visions he given to Amos to give to the children of Judah and Israel. The northern kingdom. God is going to cause this. And he began to say, Father, but don't. And Jonah didn't say that. Because it was Jonah, it was happening to. (laughs) He was the only prophet I heard about that said, I'm not doing it. Not because I'm scared. No, because I'm mad. You understand? And many of us feel that way too. How come they got, how come they won the lottery? I, I ain't win. They only went and used 50 cents and got 50 million. God, What them? How come they get married before me? I've been waiting longer than them. How come they got the promotion on the job? I've been here longer than them. Do they not see what I do? How come I didn't get acknowledged at church? I come here all the time. I sow seed all the time. No one ever calls my name out to be, for me to be noticed for the things that I do good unto the Lord. And Jonah, the plant was eaten up and God caused a wind and a sun to shine right on his head to the point he got very weakened and faint, you know, weakened too faint. And he really got mad. Father, just kill me. Just, just kill me. It'd be best if I was dead, you know, just kill me. You want to spare them and be nice and everything. Now you want to take the shade away from me. And God said, Jonah, why are you so angry? Because the plant is no more, but the plant did nothing for you. It didn't feed you. It didn't clothe you. It didn't bless you. It didn't even talk to you. Why are you so angry at that, Jonah? Why are you so mad that the plant is gone? Do you feel you have a right to be angry, Jonah? Jonah said, yes, it is right for me to be angry, angry enough to die. Look how he's talking to God. Yeah, angry enough to die, God. Yeah, I'm just that mad. I want to die. God said, the plant done nothing for you. Surely, if you're that angry that the plant is gone, then how much more should you feel sorrowful for, for the animals and the people There's more than 120,000 of them who did not know they were doing wrong. And it had him to ponder. See, God said there were 120,000 of people in Nineveh who didn't know that they were doing wrong. So that's excluding the ones who did know. You know how many in this earth right now who don't know they're doing wrong? Every person who denying God and worshiping a false God. No one purposefully say, I'm going to worship a false God and believe in something that's not real. I'm going to devote to a lie. No one does that. In the Asian community, a lot of times you see this shiny, gold, big, bald man sitting down next to trees and, you know, waterfall. And his name, quote, unquote, is Buddha. You know how they still have false gods here today as they had in the Bible? They had Baal and Baal, Asherah. And now we come here today with Buddha. Hinduism. There are so many in Egypt. The Ayaharas. That permeate with the eye in the middle. That's the eye That's a woman God. So false gods still exist today. You think people saying, I'm just going to. No, some people believe in what they was taught. See, everybody don't have my testimony to look at and know the truth from a lie as a kid and say, I'm not going along with that, even though I'm I'm you know I'm made to be here as a kid. I can't help where I live and you know I'm, I'm just a kid. I can't, you know, make my own decisions, you know, physically. I have to go where my family tell me to go. I have to wear what they pay for me to put on. I can't say I'm not wearing that. Yeah, right. Go get that switch. And then go get you some anointment oil. You know? To anoint your bottom. You understand? For real? I sat there and I didn't agree. But I still was there. I had no choice. But there are people who go all out to believe what their family saying. That's like the father saying, you going to create on the family legacy with the business you go to the same college I went to. You go play on the same football team. And some sons are like, I can't wait to be like my dad. And there are some sons saying, I don't want this at all. I want to skate, dad. You ain't no skate up in my house. Better be quiet. Sound like you sweet. Mom, I don't want to. Work in the government. Oh, mom, I don't want to do hair. Oh, mom, I don't want to be a nail technician. Oh, mom, I don't want to dance. Oh, mom, I don't want to model. I don't want to be in no pageant. Yes, you are. Just like me. Be quiet. You know what you want for yourself? You understand? So think about all the people who, you know, from all these nations. Like we have the Middle Eastern area. Those who worship, you know, Allah, quote, unquote. You think they're going to kneel down before a position of the sky and the sun, you know, three times a day for nothing? They fast more than anybody here. They're so devoted to what they believe in. That's not even true. They're not doing that purposefully. They just believe in what they grew up believing. We grew up believing that, you know, A and then go Z. They grew up believing Christ is just a prophet to them, no matter what we try to say to them. Can someone talk you out of what you believe? Even though you happen to believe in the right thing, the right source, the right worth. See, when we go out, we go out with compassion. That's why Paul went to the Gentiles. That's why Martin Luther King, I'm from Paul to Martin Luther King Jr. Excuse me, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. He said it doesn't matter Jew or Gentile, black or white. Boy or girl, you still a child of God. You still in the dream to walk in freedom. You would not be judged by the color of your skin or by the content of your what character. The content of your character means the attributes of fruit. They're gonna know you by your fruit. See, he couldn't say that out loud because many be like fruit, just like they did with Christ. Eat of my blood and I mean, eat of my body and drink of my blood. What? Oh, he tripped. Nay, nay, nay. He had it until he said that. Many didn't know what fruit was. You know, when I first came to my church home, I didn't know what seeds was. The thing that got me to really be amazed when I went to my church home for the first time when I was went to visit, I was invited by my mom. And everybody was saying the vision. And I was like, wow, everybody know this? I looked at my mother. I, you should see how I looked at her up and down. Like, I, I, I kind of like mugged. I'm like, hold on. You know this too? You know the whole thing too? I was like, if you know this, I, I got to join this place up in here, up in here. And it's not no quick vision; it's it's long, and everybody said it together. And when they got to ask Jesus in, so are we? I was like, "Wow!" If they would have had the camera on me that day, oh my goodness, Jesus! Uh, I was looking like, "Wow!" <laughs> and then my spiritual mom there, she gonna tell me, "Sow seed on good ground." Everybody hold your seeds up. Everybody got the envelopes. I'm looking like they got seeds. Father, you didn't tell me about this one. They got seeds. Wow. Where'd I get the seeds from? What kind of, is it plant seeds? You know, is it, is it fruit seeds, apple seeds, orange seed? And I'm speaking literal. I'm like, what kind of seed? I said, God, you never tell. She said, we're going to sow seed on good ground. And y'all know where to go at to put the seeds in the ground too? There's a place? It's a place called Bethel or somewhere? Is it called, is it on in Mount Giz- Gizium? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I was so like, I didn't understand. I was like, I don't know. God, I'm upset with you, Father. You didn't tell me. I've been walking with you my whole life. You never told me about no seeds. No, no location where to put the seeds at. I don't know where to go with it. Everybody, you know what seeds are too, little baby? You got seed in your angel? And God didn't tell me anything. Oh, I felt some type of way. Until she explained, God had her to explain the next service. So I had a whole week to ponder about that. And God had it to be that way. So I came back and she said, Seize your money, see. I said, Oh, seize is money. Don't laugh at me. (laughs) I'm telling you, because I grew up with a collection plate where you see what's going in the collection plate. Because people watching you, what you put in there? Oh, okay. And there were like 12 of them. Now, I'm not going against anything. I'm just saying that's what I seen as a kid. There were like 12 collection plates, and you said, We'll go in them plates. There wasn't no envelope. So I didn't know what to do. I was like, "Oh, see, What did we see?" And then I got a revelation. Oh, wow! Oh, Father, seeds is money. Oh, God, good ground man. you know, you know, just sewing it into the whatever you sewn it into. Oh, Father, I've been doing that all all my life. I had to sew <laughs> all my life. I have sewed cheerfully. Hallelujah. So back to Jonah, and he was like, "I'm not doing it." And so God had to, you know, tell him, there are 150,000 people, Jonah, excuse me, 120,000 who don't know that they are doing wrong. I need you to show compassion. You understand? See why it's important that God had me to continue on. having you to see the word in a way that many of you probably never seen. But let me tell you what's so amazing, how what the devil tried to do with Jonah, God always do something so much more. Those men that was on that boat, on their way to Jopa, they were calling on their gods, and they were throwing cargo in. Jonah walked off on him and went downstairs and go to sleep. And they woke him up. Nah, man, what you doing? See how he portrayed Christ without even being aware he is? Because God is just that good. See, that's what Christ did. He went on on the boat and went to sleep in the midst of what? A storm. I'm up. I'm up. Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on with this. And what else did he do that was like Christ? He prayed. He sought God. Three days and three nights. And on that third day, he got up to revive the people. Just like Christ, on the third day, He gave His life. When He risen, we were brought back. We were revived. We were renewed. We were restored. And the beauty, the beauty, the beauty—excuse me—the beautiful thing about those men—they were like Jonah. Get up. Go call on your God. Maybe your God can hear you and spare us because ours are not. And Jonah begin to tell the truth. Yeah, my God causing this. But they begin to say and, you know, ponder, it got to be because of him because nothing is, is saying that it's because of us. So you got to, you know, throw your lots. That means we're we thinking deep about you. We we plotting, we we gossiping about you. You know, casting lots. It doesn't mean that we cast in no net. No, casting lots mean we're gossiping about you. <laughs> we're talking about you, Jonah. We talk we're coming together to, you know, agree that it's you. And guess what? They open their mouth and say, It's you. And he was like, Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's me. You know, I disobeyed. He began to testify, I disobeyed him. He told me to go somewhere I didn't go. I am a Hebrew, you know, my God is the God. Of this weather of the heaven and the earth so he's saying that my God is causing this because he controls this weather and you know what those men did it, it means a lot to me what they did next he said just cast me over and it'd be over and the men tried to row the boat back to where it said where it began to sail because they wanted to spare they didn't want to kill Jonah they didn't want him to die because when you get thrown over in the water, you might be eaten by a shark. You might be eaten by whatever. You may drown. So they're like, we're going to just try to roll the boat back to where you were. So maybe you can go back and, you know, do what he said. But every time they try to go back, the boat, it, it wouldn't go. And the storm and the waves, because of the storm, it grew more. So they did what Jonah asked. They threw him over. And they looked at God and said, well, don't hold us guilty And don't, you know, hurt us and kill us because what we did, you know, we did what he asked us to do. You know, don't, you know, spare us, you know, the God of, you know, Jonah. So they made a sacrifice unto God. Now, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a burnt sacrifice because they were surrounded by water. They in a boat. You're not going to build no fire on no boat. You understand? (laughs) So it had to be like a meat, which is a grain offering, a peace offering, which is a showbread offering unto God. You know, here, God, we're going to lift it up over to you. You know, and they said they begin to respect Jonah, God, and begin to, you know, fear this Lord and, you know, and honor Jonah's God. So that means those men became converted. The devil tried to kill everyone on that boat. God sent Jonah back and had those men to convert unto him. Won't he do it? See, I went to see a movie that they, you know, made a lot of new, you know, things and edit a lot of things, and you know, and it still was a great success for The Color Purple. But let me give you something regarding the old storyline, because just about everybody seen the old version. There goes two sisters, Celie and Nettie. And they inseparable. They living with their father, which is a mean man. And one day he decided to sell Celie. But the man really wanted Nettie. But he sold Celie. I'm going to give her, give you, you know, Celie. She's not pretty. You know, she can't read but she can cook, she can clean, I'll take her. So her father told her after she had given birth to two children from her father and their names were Adam and Olivia. So she had to give up her children. And there she go on her way to live with a stranger she don't know. Remind you, she's under 16. And in the 1900s, you know, it's like the early 1900s. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, she, you know, that's how they lived back then. Women have no say so, could not really do anything. You, You wander the streets as a child, someone could kidnap you, hurt you, or you may end up in another country somewhere as a slave. You understand? So... She had to stay where she was, even though she went through the emotion. So she went up being married. The man had all these kids. His name is Mr. Real first name, Albert. So he been, you know, really mean to her. Having her to clean up and cook and kids acting all over the place. And, you know, and they not too far, you know, younger than how she is, you know, from her age. So she's mother and, you know, wife, you know, under 16. And her sister come and visit and say, Daddy, try to make a pass at me. So she said, you can stay here. She asked, mister, can she stay? She can stay as long as she do whatever I say. So one day he thought to make a pass at her. And she hurt him by just defending herself. And he caught up with her and he told her, I'm going to get you back. And he said, you are not allowed in my home anymore. He took her stuff, threw it out. If you come back here, I'm going to, he drew his hand up, I'm going to get you. And if you open his door for a ceiling and try to sneak her in here, I'm going to kill both of you. So she began to grow up without her sister not knowing where she is. And God worked it out for her without her even knowing he was working it out. You know, her kids wind up in Africa with Nettie, Olivia, and Adam. So she's not even aware that God is unfolding. Oh, I'm unfolding for you. I know it hurt. I know that the storyline is a powerful storyline. You better catch it. Now, I, I I know you're going through it. I see you. I know you're crying at night. I know you've been waiting for years. You know, she was, you know, under 16 when she married Mr. And she was over 65 when she seen her sister again. So you can imagine how long she had to wait. You got all these things in between. You got Sophia in between. You got, God blessing Shug, Suge, which is a woman who dressed like a shaker tail feather dancer who actually is a singer that everybody loves. And Suge made it to see Albert, what she was in love with, and begin to, her first reaction, her first response and her first words to CD was, you sure is ugly. And then she had to repent and say, I was just Sony playing with you. Because Silly said, no, you said I'm sure he's ugly. Oh, I was just teasing because I was jealous. Because you with my old man. And he's your wife. I mean, you, he's your husband. You his wife. And she looking like, you want to be with him? <laughs> oh, he's a fine man. Where oh, I used to touch on me, oh, I'm sorry, you his wife. I don't want to be. Trust me. She was like, trust me. <laughs> I don't want him. You like when he touch on you. Oh, girl, I love it. She's like, oh, no. Ugh. You're trying to tell you. <laughs> so there goes her imparting to her. Not even aware that's her key to open a door to her success through a woman who was first being mean to her and attacking her. And everybody in town loved Suge, But Suge loves Celie more than anybody else. And that's the one that nobody loved. You better get this story. Get this story. So as it's unfolding. Then there it goes. I'm speeding you up. It took Suge To walk and check the mail. The mailman came. She seen a letter from Africa. After CD told her, my sister's in Africa. I don't know if she's alive or not. so she read the letter. She haven't heard for her over 30, 40 years. Then there goes them looking around and found a box, like a treasure box filled with letters for over 40 years worth of letters. And she read her every week. And then she read about and she put them in order and reading about them. He catches her backhand her really bad, nose busted, and didn't ask her to shave him. And the razors back then, don't play. Before she thought about cutting his throat, Suge got a word from the Lord. Go get Celie. And she was running to that house with that light blue dress and barely can make it. About the fall and everything. But she made it just in time. Before she committed murder. Committed a crime. Because God has something in store for her. And she was thinking God is angry at me. Why do you think God made all these purple flowers? Why God had her surrounded by the color purple? Had her surrounded by the color that symbolizes royalty. Let me tell you why those purple flowers was growing in that grass Regarding and royalty. Ooh, Holy Spirit speaking to me, do a storyline in a movie because that's my gift. Let me give it to you. I'm speeding you up. Okay, there goes the dinner table, Thanksgiving. Sophia got released from the lady. She had to work for her before she got released. The one who calls her to go to prison by trying to ask her to work for her, she said, I don't want to work for you. She kept pressing it, and she said, H-E-L-L, no. What did you say? I said, H-E-L-L, no. Got hit, and then she hit back. Now, speeding you up even further. Now, she's back at home. You know, bitch who stayed not well because she'd been in prison for some time, been locked away. And the whites can do whatever they can do to you, whether you, you know, can say anything or not. Where is this black gal who put her hands on a white person? Where is, first of all, you're a woman at that. And then a black woman? Black men don't even do that. Where's she at in their cell? You know, so, you know, she was really, really bad off. Until she got released, they at the table. See, jumped jump up on Mr. Until you do right by me, everything you think about gonna crumble. She cursed them. Until you do right by me, your whole life gonna fall apart. Because what did God say in his word? I bless those who bless you, I curse those who curse you. And she cursed him because he was cursing her. Speed it up some more. CeeDee left. Live with There goes her visit from her from a woman, I'm not gonna go too far, from a woman, a young woman. And she said, I am your father's wife. Excuse me? So the man that raised me was not my father? The man who raped me? I have two kids, by. it's not my biological father? No, your father name is such and such. He loved you and your sister Nettie very well. Your mother died. Your parents loved you. Your father said to me, and she felt so good. My father loved me. So the man that raised me was who? Who was that? That was your mother's husband. That's why he kept raping her because she was no kin, which didn't make it any better. That's why he treated her like that. Cause she wasn't even his biologically. Living in a house and treating her like garbage, putting his hands on her, raping her and hitting her and put her out and sold her to Mr. And she thinking all that time, 40 something, 50 something years, how much that she wasn't loved by nobody but Natty. There go her breakthrough. It's unfolding for her. Come on, come on. It's unfolding for her. So my father loved me now. You got 50 years worth of thinking that he did. And then you have one breakthrough in the moment and know that he did. See, she was in labor all that time. But when it's time to push, you don't even think about all them years. You just be so glad to know the news. You be so glad to know the truth. Oh, and this is the truth. This is the truth. Oh, that truth, it outweighs any lie. Because light outshines any form of darkness. You better know it. I could be walking in a lie for 20 years. I get the truth about that lie in one second. And that truth for that one second took the place in all those years. Because the truth will set you free. She was free from hurt, free from lies, free from depression, free from insecurity, low self-esteem, thinking that no one loved her but Nettie. And all of a sudden, there she goes. Oh, he left you this. All the land where the house is, he left you a business. And she turned it into a boutique store because she was, you know, good with sewing. See how things unfolding? But I want you to see the significance of that. Is that she was on that land. That's the land she grew up on. Not even aware the land she grew up on was her own and her sister's. Because her father written a will before he even died. So that will took the place of her having all of that land. That big house. And a new business. How amazing is that how it's unfolding? So everything going good for her, everything going bad for Mr. Because remember, he cursed. He get drunk every night, could barely stay. His father walked off on him, got the animal, the goats, everything in there. Crops being eaten by, you know, it was a, in a movie, it showed a lot of bugs, like, you know, bees. But in the Bible, it was actually locusts. Come on, someone. There was a new version that showed that how they was eating up all his crops. But the old version, he just couldn't even grow any. The house was a mess. He was a mess. Then he realized what Celie said. Until I do right by her, everything I think about going to crumble. So he went to the embassy. He made matters right. Had Nettie been brought back. Because he had the evidence to prove that they citizenship was in United States of America. Because he's married to the sister of Nettie. And he had documentation that, you know, coming from Seely, that she did give birth to Olivia and Adam. So they was able to come to. So there goes a breakthrough, how it unfolded for her. It took a long time naturally as she has think, as she was thinking, excuse me, as we think sometimes. But when that thing show up, you don't think about none of that. And there goes her sister Nettie. And there goes Olivia and Adam. Booty mama. Booty ity mama. Mama booty. Oh God. And there goes Adam's wife. You see that. And there goes her family, and her home with her. God had it set up all along. The home she grew up in was actually the home that her father left her, that God had set up for her before the foundation. And all that land, all those crops, let me tell you why. The color purple was the color purple, and it showed up in the area of flowers. It could have been the color purple. It could have been she just wore a purple dress for the movie. It could have been the house was purple. It could have been her favorite color was purple. No, the flowers was purple on the land. Why did they grow purple flowers in that movie to be the color purple for that movie? Why was that the storyline so important to be a storyline? Because purple means royalty, and that's what she possessed. Nothing but royalty. Everything she had, she had way more money than she ever could imagine. Suge lifted her up to show her how beautiful she really is. Taught her how to smile and not cover it up. People caring for her, loving her, Sophia at the table. Seely, I sat in that jail, but when you came and visited me, I knew there is a God. Come on, somebody. So you better get the story line because this is real. See, people write movies because of experience. No one else came to visit her because they were scared. I'm not going to that white jail. And I'm right up in there. Celie went. The one no one wanted to be around. No one wanted to look like or wanted to talk about. She was the one who came and bought her food when she went. Sophia could even hold her head up and look at her. Thinking about what she done. It caused me being with my kids. My husband. That woman was the center. Of all of that. And she was the one. Who was being victimized. She was the one being persecuted. She was the one being hurt. Rejected, disrespected. And divided from the ones who really love her. She was the one who really had the way. And yet she was the one who was blessing everybody around her regarding their way of living. God made an example out of her. And she was the one that was told how ugly she is. All of that. And God lifted up her head. As she lifted up her voice, Hallelujah. So I want you to know that God will always, and I mean always, come through for every single one of us. I see Job in that testimony. Everything was taken and everything came back double fold because Nettie didn't just come back alone. She came back with Adam and Olivia (laughs) and Adam had a wife. She didn't just live with Suge No, She was told that she has property and land. And a home on it. Double. You don't just have a home and land now. You have a business too. Double. And not even just that. It's not that people are loving you. Now mister asked you to forgive him. Now he's sowing seed in your life. Buying something about your boutique store. And he favored you by bringing your sister and your family home. He paid his money. Sold some land. Because God will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. He's not playing. If I disrespect you, I'm going to go through it. My family may go through it. It may look like everything crumbling because of what I'm doing. Now, it does not mean if I'm standing with God and I got to be persecuted because of what you're doing. Nah. It just, it's just that it's going to look like everything revolving. You're going to be crumbling down. It's not going to affect nobody but you. It's going to be people that's related to you, and it's going to be things that seem to be natural happening to you that don't really have to happen because it wasn't happening at first until you start being ways that God never said. Same goes for me. If you're not kind, you're going to go through it. Being mean, lying on people, disrespecting people, you're going to go through it. Because he said, I will bless those who bless you. He's not going to take that back. How many times somebody did something to you and you saw God defend you on your behalf? That's why he said, you don't have to say nothing. I'm your refuge. I'm your banner. I'm your victory. Now, we're not going around saying, God, get them for me. Get them. No child of mine going to mess with another child of mine. I see Joseph in her testimony. Being reunited back with his father and them. You can imagine how anxious he was so excited when that chariot was approaching Jacob. This show you how much Joseph really had to change because he never talked about what happened to him. And many probably wanted to find out. We thought you were dead. What you end up in Egypt? You didn't want to come back to Canaan? What what happened that day, Joseph? He got great aunts and uncles. What happened that day, Joseph? If you didn't get eaten by no wild beast, why, I mean, what made you run away? Because if you didn't die, then why didn't you even come home? So, what happened that day, Reuben, Zibion, Gad, Asher, Isaac, Naphtali, Levi, Simeon? Benjamin, you weren't there. What happened that day? What happened? Because you guys told me that he was taken by wild beasts and they ate him. You gave me his coat with blood, but he's alive. So what happened? Tell me the truth. Jacob didn't say that. Instead, they were scared. Joseph, are you going to get us now? I said, no. Our father has now went home be with the Lord. We have buried our father. Now Joseph is going to get us now because Jacob is dead. I'm not brothers. I told you, didn't I say that it's for the glory? They slept with one eye open for a long time. He could cast us down. He could betray us and sell us if he wants to. But did he do that? No. Did CD get, you know, Mr. Beat up real bad, hurt real bad? Did she poison and kill him? No. What did she do? She forgiven him. He went to her store, pretty much asking for forgiveness. By asking to buy some at her store. And she sold him a pair of pants. At least according to the new version of God. (laughs) You understand? I wasn't even going to see the movie because it's a musical. And I love musicals. But for that type of storyline, I wanted to hear more talking and less singing. And I thank God it was both, which was very, very beautiful. It had me to be so proud to be an African American. Just so proud to be black. (laughs) Do you understand? It had me so proud to be black. How they were dancing, singing, all that rhythm and all of that. I'm like, don't play. Not saying nobody else, you know, culture does it, but I was like, look at us, wow. And the purpose of it is how God have all of us to come together in every race. Cause don't get it twisted. If you could dance, you could dance. <laughs> If you don't, you don't, no matter what your race is. (laughs) You understand? There are people with rhythm in China. I'm trying to. And what God is doing, he's not having us to separate our races, our culture. Because it's about kingdom. No one is left out. See, earthly culture can separate us amongst each other because if I'm not... In your nationality, then I'm going to try to find where the people are that are in mine. It's going to cause us to group up and not grow up and expand together. So know that God always unfolds things for you. Receive this word. I thank you for being blessed by it. I love you. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. I love you.